All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to, what should we call it, a special edition of Barn Burner today. There's no Pinder for starters. We're all at home. And I, I think that, and we'll get into it, but I think at some point, the tone of these shows is going to change a little bit. We're not going to be talking about the Calgary Flames every day. There's only so many days. We can only rip them to shred, shreds for so long before we have to do something else. But people keep asking, so what's the plan for the off season? What are you guys going to be doing? What are you going to be up to? And I, 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 you're not supposed to ever admit, right, <laughs> that you don't know what you're doing or that you don't have a plan. Yeah. And I think part of it is we don't, this is a whole new world for us. But uh, yeah, we don't really, we don't really have a plan as of yet. But that's, I live my life like you, Red, you know, just just friggin' wing it. See yeah, what it takes, the moment, yeah. yeah. And if I'm not supposed to tell people I don't know what I'm doing, then I'm screwed because I yeah. say that all the time. And it's, but I feel like that's the truth. I thought we were supposed to tell the truth. 
nothing but the truth. That's what, hey, look where it's got us. I got this light coming in on my. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got spy- some sunshine. Someone nice. spying on you? Nah, it's just the sun outside. Christ. So welcome to Barnburner. Welcome to the Tower Chrysler Studios. Uh, it's just little little me and Rhett uh, hanging out. We'll probably get into talking some hockey. We'll talk about uh, whatever. But I, it's weird because you came back to town. Now, when did you, because you're in Buffalo, as people know. You left for Buffalo in what month of 2022? August. Right. Yep. And I think I was out of town in August. So it was when I, when you came back for the playoff draft, uh, whatever, two weeks ago, it was the first time I had seen you in a long time. Cause we worked together at uh, Sportsnet till March. Yeah. And then I probably saw you off and on. I was done March 17th last year. So yeah, I'm sure we saw each other a little bit over the summer, but yeah. Yeah. And then summer happens. You get busy. I was out of town. You were out of town. And then, and then you left, you weren't back for Christmas <laughs> and, uh, you, y- you came in and yeah, Oh, you're looking great. So yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> God, it's honestly, man, I can't believe it. It's happened so fast that even I see it. I'll be, I'll look in the rear view mirror and be like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? It's I don't not- even know what to do with it. I, it's, like, I need a haircut, obviously. He can be like God. Conroy. Just dye the piss out of it. It'd be yeah. great. Does he dye his hair? I don't know, but we got to pretend. Yeah. Oh, man. So, like, some of those guys, like Eric Francis, it's like, he must dye his hair. But then you're talking to us, like, well, no, he's got some little bits of gray in there. But no, he's, that son of a bitch. Looks I good. I don't know how you battle it. I can't hide it because it's in my chin. Well, it, and how, God, I'm. we're such slobs. If you were going to try and pull it off, you'd have to have somebody else do it. You'd have to pay a shit ton of money to get it done. And you'd have to go back. How yeah, often? Yeah, you can't just, you can't ignore it after one application, right? Oh, well, I'm good. Uh, no, I'm just not going to cut my hair again. No, it's not really how it works. But... I go through that even with my appearance where I'm like, okay, you slob. Like I'm a jeans and t-shirt guy to the point of my probably my own detriment, like you're going to meet with people that are important to people, would be the worst thing to put on something just, just you know, maybe yeah. that would have been ironed even. Ah, I'm a jeans and tea. So I go through these phases where I'm like, I need to just shave, maybe comb my hair, don't wear a hat, like one day of your life. Yeah. And I have about two days in a row of doing it. And then, so for me to dye my hair and pretend that I'm going to main have some sort of maintenance routine fat chance and there's many times that i feel badly for my wife that she is with me and not with somebody else but it'll, it'll you see somebody's like man that's that's a sharp like look at his shoes his shoes are brand new they're polished that's how dress clothes like you tucked in that's straight lines like, yeah. like the shirt goes into the belt and then the pants it's like everything's straight it's like gosh you she know has what? to want to want to be with somebody like that, <laughs> well, right? Yeah, for sure, because they all look sharp. Those guys, like my buddy Funker and stuff. But okay, so get this one though, uh, Johnny Winwick, A- ATB, yeah, do those dinners with them. So this before Gio was even gone. So I would get invited, and I would dress nicer for that. Yes, <laughs> I've only got so much wardrobe. <laughs> Gio calls me out. He goes, "Dude, you wore that last year." <laughs> So I, I can't even, yeah. I don't even know what I have, what to wear. It's sad. 
Uh, it's sad. It's hard, man. I get it. But I guess, yeah, so it was you were home for the playoff draft for uh, for kids sport. I picked you up. We went to the draft and and then you bailed. I didn't see you afterwards. And we worked together for that week or whatever it was, five, six days, and then you were gone. I don't even, aside from the trip to the Grey Eagle Casino, we didn't really, I haven't had, I didn't have any one-on-one time with you. And I, it would probably surprise people. We're obviously not in the same room. I think people get that you're in Buffalo and we're there, but there's not a lot of conversing that goes on for us. We talk to each other every day, but we never really talk where it's not the show. No, not very often, the odd time. But you're right. When I think that's part of it, though, it's like when you live at ho- with a person in your house and you talk to them for two hours, that's probably I'm done enough. talking to that, you. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're all good, right. Yeah. So no, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't carry on afterwards, and it certainly. I mean, it's not a should or shouldn't. You you got kids running around too. Where the f are you finding the time to sit down and have another hour conversation? Yeah, it's impossible. It's people would say, "Oh, so Stephen Brunt." You know, when we'd have him on the on the show at uh, Sportsnet, "Oh, Stephen Brunt, do you guys what do you have never met Stephen?" No, all the years that we had him on the radio, and you would think somewhere those lines would cross. Never did hook up with him face to face. Feel like we know him. Right. And we've had phone conversations and very friendly that way. I consider him very much an acquaintance, but we've never sat down together. You have a general feeling for the character of a person, but no, no clue. Yeah. I was the same way with Elliot. The only time I've ever ran into Elliot was when you and I went to the all, no, was it the all-star, the awards Awards. banquet, the awards banquet in, uh, in Vegas. Only time in my life I've ever met the man. And he looked like a bag of shit that day, didn't terrible, he? Just oh terrible. Oh, my God. Like, was he wearing sweatpants in the casino or something? <laughs> he looked awful. Gosh. That's some <laughs> kind of work that they do to get him looking good. Because when he's disheveled and you see him go on some of these podcasts, he hasn't done any of his head. That's Elliot. You know that that's the that's, Elliot Friedman. Yeah, that's the one God. the wife loves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, people will ask. Because they just think we're together all. So how's Rhett doing? What's what's going on with Rhett? Are his kids doing this or what's he doing? And it, I'm like, I think he's good. Yeah, I, we talk every day, but I don't, uh, I don't really know. And we've talked about it, and I think some people maybe think it's a bit. But the moving to Buffalo, I guess, and you you don't need to share. I feel like this is kind of how we roll. We just kind of throw things out there. But w- how did it come to be? And we joke that you do things on a spur of a moment, but this kind of was one of those things. How did it come to be that a year ago, it's like we're leaving and going to to Buffalo, New York? Well, I loved playing in Buffalo. So even when I retired, I had a soft spot in my heart. Like I played in Florida. We went to the finals and you have a great time in Florida. But Florida is a different animal, right? It's not to me a family upbringing type of atmosphere and even as a a young guy single guy living down there i didn't make a bunch of friends you know i kind of stood you're a farm kid from saskatchewan never seen a palm tree and all of a sudden you're living in florida you're not exactly up to date on how to act or where or anyway but i came to buffalo and i made friends and it's a it's a blue collar place 
and uh, I enjoyed my time here. We had success here. The people treat you really well. And even when I retired in 09, my wife being from Buffalo, yeah. it was always an option. And we considered it. Chose Calgary. Thought that there was more potential in that city. Uh, and then I think it's weird for everyone right now. Like I, I talked to the shoveler yesterday or the day before. I said, you know, it, it's not that long ago that this COVID stuff was front and center. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot to it. We're living a very normal life now, everyone. Whereas a year ago, that was certainly not the case. So I think that COVID for everyone unraveled their brains a little bit and scrambled them and, and made them a little bit, you know, squirrely and confused. So maybe that was part of the reason that in August we decided to come. But it was we'd always talked about coming back to Buffalo my wife lost her brother in the army, the U.S. Army, so that she is, you know, her her she's the only daughter now, the only child yeah. for, for her folks, uh, and family's important to us. So that was one of the deciding factors. Her grandma's old and, and uh, still kicking around, still has Sunday dinner, like ninety some years old, and every Sunday cooks for thirty people. Like it's it's staggering. Yeah. I, uh, but, but probably the biggest thing is me. I'm a spur of the moment dumbass. And we were sitting on our deck. It was August 16th. And I told this story and it was, I'll, I'll finish it and then I'll go back. But it was August 16th. And we just said, ah, what the hell? I'm going to go try it for a year. Yeah. During COVID, we took the boys for six months and traveled and went to Florida and different places. We absolutely loved it. So I think that was part of it. We were like, I'm not afraid to try new things. I don't like actually getting stuck in ruts. I actually don't like being told, oh, you got to do it because that's what everybody else does. That's how uh, people do things, you know? And I'm like, well, what the hell does that mean? Is that your boomer impression right there? Is that what There's that was? a little boomer little in there boomer for in there, sure because yeah, you it. are just like my father <laughs> where this is, well, that's uh, kind of how you do it. <laughs> anyway, we decided and by all, I'm so dumb that once I make, I'm terrible at making decisions, but once I made a decision, it's like, let's go. Yeah. And so by the, that was August 16th. It was eight o'clock at night before we even decided. And by eight o'clock on August 18th, we were in Buffalo with three hockey bags and done. It's amazing. Like it, it truly is. Yeah, <laughs> now the now the catch to that is that I did not expect I wouldn't be able to go back and forth. Right. Right. So when we came down here, I was saying we'll go back and forth and do a bunch of stuff and this and that. And then the immigration stuff comes up and all of a sudden you go almost what, eight, nine, ten months without yeah. going back. That was not in the back of my mind how it would play out so that was a little bit awkward yeah i give you credit i mean it, you're in you're in a a good spot where obviously you know financially you're good so you can just kind of to a certain extent you can kind of do your things and, and and go that way for for a lot of people it's being tied down to that job and how are we going to do this and and all of that but COVID was funny because it in some ways it stripped away just about everything and got you down to what do we really need all, all everything in this house and our life what, what what do we really need to be happy and i think a lot of people went without a lot of shit and realized 
we could be pretty happy without doing all this or buying all this or having all of that. I know it did for, for me. I love stuff and I still love stuff. But there was a lot of things that uh, like dinners together every night, board games, movies mm-hmm. together, little kind of dumb games that you can play on the TV off of your phone and stuff like that. We would have never, and we don't, we hard, we don't do that now, and we hardly did before. But it's kind of those things where it's, I don't know if I need to. My quest for these sorts of things isn't what it was before. Yeah, and for me, I'm not a stuff guy. I'm an experience guy, and I've all even when I was playing, I would end of the year i'd go on a trip and we went around the world when the lockout happened and we did i've done various times where i don't give a damn about and like you said i'm lucky because i can pay for it and afford it but i don't spend money on watches and uh, i don't yeah. spend money on clearly on clothing <laughs> or face cream <laughs> But I, if we're if we're having an experience and we're gonna go do something, absolutely, let's go do it. I don't. I'm all for that. So for me, I think that the, I think there was some. I'm not. You know, a lot of people look back on COVID and it was just pure evil almost. And and trust me, I hated it for the most part. But there are things that you can think back on during that time where you did things you wouldn't normally do. Like playing bingo with your kids on a Wednesday night after they cook supper, right? Yeah. Like you, you certainly did do some some deep thoughts and some internal analyzing, where most people did, and there are things that came out of it that were probably for the better. I'll I, still I, catch I w- myself sometimes. I'll pull in if I'm get, getting a coffee or something, and it'll just like, grab your mask. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, right. We can just we can just go in now. Christ, how long have we been without the mask mandate? Less still, than it's kind of it's still kind of in your in your head a little bit. But as far as like I, I I guess I give you credit. I'll let you. Maybe you can explain. I think it would be hard for a lot of guys to move to the town where their in laws are. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. because for me it was: Are you going to move back to? to Manitoba to the farm and be a farmer with your wife's parents or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, I never really hear you bitch or complain at all about her parents that you just, you, you go to not, not nonas for, for grub and you hang out and it's, uh, you, you must have a good relationship there. Well, I've thought everybody's different, but I would say, I have a deep respect for them. Two days after we got engaged is when her brother's accident happened. I watched that family get torn apart and live that raw and fresh and awful as it was. And uh, you learn about the kind of people that they are. And, And on top of that, I come from hockey background where you're around people and you know what? Not every teammate you have is your best bud. Yeah. But you deal with different. That's your family. That's your family. And I would say that her folks 
have spent we've been in the, under the same roof probably more than most couples right like they would come up when they were still working and spend a month at a time or we were down like when we came down here we were in their place for a month a small little two bedroom place crammed in there like and I, i'm not i'm not trying to toot my own horn but the only reason i'm able to put up with that is because of my background and yeah. and and living in a hockey in a dressing room that's it you 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 allow people to be who they are and and i still think you're the same way i still think that also on top of that it's your small town upbringing yeah people my class when i started school it was me and there were two other boys in my school you don't pick your friends <laughs> yeah well, even my, your... even my town wasn't that small but yeah right? it's, that's uh, that's yeah. you you, you want to be picky bell then you don't got no one to hang out with yeah. right so I, I think that does play into things and now they probably get as pissed off as me right as anything so anyway it's it's certainly and the one thing i will say is that we're a nine iron apart for the place that we're renting right now yeah. from where her folks live it's almost easier because they're never in your house. They pop sure. over and drop off some soup and they walk back. You don't home. need to stay. You don't yeah. sit, sit on my couch. What Yours you, is a hundred yards away. What, what are you sitting down for? What do you need? <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of good that way. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's really cool because the, uh, I, I'm not fascinated by it, but I'm impressed by it. I think that that is really cool that you have that relationship where yeah it's not I, I just love my in-laws it's not one of those no. things but when they moved here for a chunk of time and it was like yeah that's just you know family's important to you and I'll, we won't want to talk about about that a little bit later on i was saying we're here in the tower chrysler studios tower chrysler of course one of our first sponsors they were the first one in and uh, i tell serge all the time like you were the og you were the first one there was there was the first hand that came across a desk and shook our hands and said we're in was was Serge Lacasse and uh, he's he's such a good guy and I look forward to doing a, a bunch of stuff with him in the future. He he's what he's a guy like you. I I look forward to you guys hanging out more because he's up for anything. He is up for anything. They he went to like he'll go to Vegas for something and then end up staying two more days because hey we might have tickets to March Madness or we there's there's a chance for us to do this we only got one life let let's stay there's lots of days to work and there's lots of days to do chores at home but there's only one time right now to go and do this experience so I think you guys would be kindred spirits well, that way you started this stupid conversation today with how old we're getting and I'll be Gee, purse. Yeah, you do start to think about those. Well, get her done, buddy. Because who knows um, now? Yeah, I hear you. So, this thing that we're doing, how would you say it's going? Because I, as you can imagine, you're there. No one knows that you're doing it here. A lot of people know we're doing it. So it's a, it's a. So how's it going? How are you guys doing? The show, it's like in the show, it's going good. It's going good. And there's different levels, right? It, it could, I am happy with how it's going. It could be better, but it could be far worse from you being distanced from it. Unfortunately, what's your take and your, the measurement the, that you use for how it's going? Well, I would say I'm probably similar to your opinion where I think it's going well. 
are there things that I think we could do better? Absolutely. Are there things that we shouldn't do? Absolutely. But I don't know what the I don't know what the measuring stick is mm -hmm. either for you know proper success. And you know, I think probably a lot of people from outside would look at it and go, geez, you guys are really doing really well. And you know, I think the two of us would lean to more, well, we we don't like to get too high on the hog. I'd, I'm going to paint a little more negative picture than, yeah, damn right, we're really nailing yeah. it, right? So I, I lean towards that that opinion in all of my life where I, I don't like to get too high about things, but I think that probably if you were on the outside looking in, you would be pretty impressed with what's going on. I am very realistic that it's better when I'm in that room and I, I, I understand that. And I think we all feed off each other better when that happens. I think, you know, when the flames aren't good, there's a lot of hot topics and you can get into it and have some good shows, but it's not good for business. It's not good for growing a brand or, or I mean, we, are, you, we do piggyback off the flames a hell of a lot and what they're up to. So, Having them be successful and playing in a playoff series right now would be much better than talking than about the flipping Oilers or the, you know yeah. the Leafs or whatever. So, you, some success and some things that you would do that would be good aren't allowed because your team didn't have success here this year. So, yeah. you, there's a little bit of that, but I think the learning curve is. You guys have dealt with a lot more of it directly than I have, making sales and getting in front of people and talking to different people. But I think the product it was a known product, and I think that the product that we're providing is still honest and truthful and, and hopefully entertaining for people. So I, I think it's going well. I would like to see it get bigger, but... Uh, I'm no genius in, in how to make that happen. Yeah, and I am with you. I'm, we talk about it all the time. It's, oh, you're glass, I'm glass half empty guy. I'm also the guy that doesn't have a lot of patience. It's like, oh, well, why, is it, why isn't it growing? Why isn't it getting bigger? It's like, well, it's been six months. Why, <laughs> why would you expect it to be different for a six-month thing? So, yeah, and, and the other part is I was talking to somebody today, and I said the thing is if you were a home builder – it's pretty well established how you build a home. You start here with the foundation, then you do all of this. In the digital space, there's there's some guys, that some people that do podcasts, they do it very well, but it's not like you can go back 10 years and be like, well, see, this is how you do it. It's, it's such an unknown. So we're doing it a certain way. I don't think we'll be doing it this way in a year, two years, three years. Because um, we have Jack who came on board. I said, listen, if you see something, you got ideas, don't, or you see us doing something and you don't think it's right, tell us. Cause it's not that we, we know it's the right thing to do. It's just what we happen to be doing right now. <laughs> yeah. It's not a proven track record that yeah. we got to stick to this. Cause we know better yeah. wrong from right. It's uh well, I guess this is what we're doing. So, I mean, for me, you know, we can talk about it. God, I'm like losing sleep and stress. And I'm, I am the king of the comfort zone. It's just when I, when I feel like I don't, I, I'm not in control of, or it's just things are out of my hands. You know, like you just feel your chest start to tighten up. It's like, oh my God. And that's what this whole thing is. So there's some excitement to it. There's some, you know, anxiety and all of that. But I, 
I think for, I think it, it would probably surprise people who think it's going so great that it's only at the level that it's at. And it might surprise people, I think, as well to see us how far we've come in a short amount of time. I think we do a lot behind the curtains that people don't, I, I like to open the curtains and let people see in there some things. So it's probably best that you don't know how close we were to not getting on today or how we don't really know what's happening, but we think it's working. So let's just keep going with it. Um, but you know, you look back and you probably, you probably laugh and think, man, remember, remember that first, well, our first show was a disaster. It was awful. Um, and shouldn't have been, it was such an easy fix knowing that now, but at the time had no idea. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. People always ask too. I, I got asked on the weekend, we were at uh, Launchpad with our Christmas charity anyway, with some guys that were like, Hey, so, Hey, so what really happened with Sportsnet? <laughs> nothing really everyone really wants there to be some yeah, sort of tale right so yeah. so what what happened and it's like it was 15 years it was 11 years of doing 3 a.m's and I, I was just tired my mental health wasn't good I wasn't good physically like I was just I was no fun to be around I felt like shit I just needed a change and I I could still be there today I could be doing afternoons and getting more sleep and all of that I Rogers was very good to me. I, mm -hmm. I, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of like you. I often think sometimes because you, you know, you played. I think that if I were somebody that played in in the NHL, I just I'm I'm fiercely proud. And I've talked to you about this. It's like, well, when we were doing the show, I felt like we were doing it for Rogers or for Sportsnet, but we were. It was our brand. That was our show, and I wanted to win, and I wanted to do the best. And if we were, I just I, I'm. For a guy who's pretty lazy, I'm oddly very competitive in in some other ways. So, yeah, there was nothing. I I loved my time there. There's still people back there, great friends. I miss those trips that we went on, the uh, the client trips. We had a hell of a good time. Good people over there, but it was it was just time. I, I you, don't. You can't underestimate, and people will because they hear getting up at three thirty. You know, you got up very early. When I started, I was going seven to nine. It wasn't a big deal, other than the fact that I had young kids and I had no hadn't been used to ever getting up, right? Practice yeah. was never at seven. Anyway, then it switched to six and I was doing the full show. And and, and even getting up at the times five AM, four thirty to five, it it's you gotta stay up to watch the show or to watch a game. And then you're up again and you're not really asleep. And, and one of the big things about this job that people underestimate is you're not showing up to work at 5.30 and turning your computer on and having seven yeah. coffee and not talking to anyone until 8, 9 yeah. o'clock. And when you're awake, the lights come on and she's, go. Oh, yeah. And I so, tell people all the time, and it's not a shot, but it's all those, the music, the music DJs, those guys have it easy. They sit down. If their show starts at six, well, you, hey, it's six o'clock. We're on Pete FM. What's the and then you roll 15 or 20 minutes of songs yeah. while you have your coffee and get your shit together. Yeah. Whereas for us, it was like, okay, Sportsnet 960. We're talking for 20 minutes. And like you said, if you, if you didn't watch the game, 
these are diehard fans who are listening. They're going to sniff out your bullshit instantly. Yeah. They'll know if you've seen the game or not. So you had to. I, And I was at a spot where, for me, because I, I stress about stuff, I couldn't come, I just wouldn't allow myself to be put in the spot of feeling awkward and the anxiety in that tight chest of not being prepared for the show. I had to do the work and the prep to carry me through to the end of the show, which was, it was hard sometimes. Well, you also understood that the guy be sitting beside you wasn't going to have a lot written down to pull out of his... <laughs> But, but when you know needed, I'll tell you what, though, but, but let me finish. What yeah. I wanted to say was that it's not a shot, but maybe it's a, for people listening. It's getting up and having that lack of sleep or that little amount of sleep and being immediately on and not having, I'll call it normalcy to your life over time beats the piss out of you. I played in the NHL. I went to the Stanley Cup Finals three times. I don't know if at any point in those runs I felt the fatigue and mostly mental, mental fatigue that you feel or we would feel on a regular basis during uh, the winter season. Like yeah. it's it's amazing. Even now, the sun is up a little early. You remember going in when it was May and June and the sun was out. Jeez, I feel alive. But yeah. those winter months would beat the piss out of you. It's when the games were on and you're getting up early. I'm. It's a detriment to your... It takes years off your life. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. It was... And it was one of those things. When I took the job so long ago, it was, uh, am I really going to do this? I got, I got to be getting up. You got to be doing the mornings. And right through to the very end, there was never any time where I felt good about it, where I was okay with it. I nope. dreaded it every single day. And and listen, for, there's going to be a lot of people, if, if you're listening to this and you're at work and you're, you're working, we weren't working, we were getting up and, and doing a job. It wasn't really hard work. So don't, don't mistake it for for hard no, labor, but you're right. But, it, it was a different type of a, of a fatigue for sure, where it's talk radio. You got to be on, you got to shake the cobwebs out and talk and be coherent. And, and if you could be entertaining and not suck, that would be great too. And I mean, that was why I was thankful for, for the guy sitting across the table is that I could over time, I knew how you clicked and what made, you know, where, where I could go to the, the different places, which was why I'm, uh, that's what I miss is those commercial breaks. Because we, we would do the radio and then we would take a break and kind of something would pop. Oh, I, I was out at this restaurant the other day or we were doing this. And it's like, okay, there's something that we can go to. But um, I was... Pre-show. Pre <laughs> pre, yeah, the pre-show. But no, there's no, there is no bad, no bad blood at all. No, that's the, the, the sports net thing. There's no story to it. Yeah, I quit here the, the, a couple of years earlier when COVID before COVID hit for the same reasons. I was like, I'm just I'm tired. I can't bring the energy and I can't. I'm I'm, you know, I don't think I stressed as much about the show as you did. But I also. Through, because of my background, you're expected to be high performing. And if you're not going to be high performing, what the like you're doing something for? Yeah, 
right? That so I have that in my in my makeup, and I was just like, I'm done. I cannot get up anymore. It will surprise some people to hear it because the, they'll think that show. Like, but it would kill me when we would have bad shows because I would feel responsible. Because uh, you know, it's, it's it. I feel like it's kind of on the host to to bring out what's good in the co-host, to bring out what's good in your guests, and all of that. And there'd be some days you'd walk out of there and be like, God. What this was this was a waste of time today. Jeez. There was never ever a worse show than we were in a car dealership the day the Monday after the roast. Yeah. And we couldn't. I was sick and hungover and useless. And you like oh yeah. It was just two of us. We were terrible. Yeah, we were terrible. You know what other one popped into my head the other day? We did that show in Lethbridge. Oh, we did the sports bar the night before, and then we went out and got, you know, whatever. And we were again, that poor, that poor dealer in, in Lethbridge, that Chevy dealer, whatever it was, me, you and Peter Klein and Klein's got nine bottles of water. He's just, (laughs) holy shit. I, (laughs) there's a lot of those days. Like, how am I getting to nine o'clock? How am I getting to 10? That's all I was thinking is how we're here. All you're doing is sitting there and people are staring at you. You're at a table. You're hung right to the nines i don't know how we're getting through this show uh, like i know that nine o'clock is going to come and we're going to get in the vehicle and, and go home i don't think i don't think there's any other end to this story but i don't know how we're getting there i really don't know how we're nobody's going to be pleased with how we do so yeah um i do want to just kind of because it is it's a different show but i do want to mix in the sponsors one of the guys that uh you talk about an og Serge was an og for barn burner and then you go I'm trying to think of when Greg Keller and Bonton meets. I mean, it's almost day one, I think. I don't even remember how our first interaction was with him. I'm trying to think. I don't think he was part of the old um, studio. God, that studio. Right? Like, I don't think that Greg was... I don't ever... And the only reason I say that is because I remember getting a food delivery but i kind of do i was gonna say didn't we have food in there i seem to think we had big trays of ribs and all kinds of shit in there i do i think we did so and and we talk about it on the show and we've talked about it for years and i think like a lot of things we're not bullshitting he's he's just an extremely generous guy he's he gives back more than people will ever know if it's if you need it, it's yours. If he has it, it's as good as yours. He'll give it to you, and he uh, he's just constantly thinking of of other people. And uh, I'm, I I'm love proud. Sam Bennett. Well, he texted me every time that prick scores. He's texting me, but no, I, I'm uh, he's one of those guys. I'm I'm very happy to have met him along the way because he's a good man and he runs a great uh, a great business. And through him, Matt from Mad Rose Pub up in that, that same, it's funny how it all kind of came together, but didn't know Matt. Matt knew the show, knew, knew uh, Greg Keller, and he's like, yeah, I, I would be in. And Matt is unbelievable. And you you saw what that pop was when we were up there. It, yep. it, that feels like home. I've only been there five, six times. I only went, I, just, I live a long ways away from there. But every time we go in there, it feels like this is this is awesome. I'm just so happy. And there's all, all of the sponsors, but but for sure, you know when a partnership feels right. 
And with those two guys up there, that one just feels right. And I'm, I'm thankful for both those guys. I, I guess stunned shouldn't be the right word, but it was a Tuesday night when I was back home and we walked in there and it was packed. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Red Dog, who used to be a radio guy, he was on with Jerry. Come over to my house all the time. Yeah. He was there and he he came up. He said, Hey, I don't know if, if, if you know me. I'm like, dog come on like you're you're radio royalty so we shot the shit for a while and that's he's like this is my place this is this is where we come and it's it is one of those pubs that has that feel and i don't think you get that unless the guy or the people that are running it are genuine i yeah. don't think if it's if you're just into it to sell beers and it's one of a number of pubs that you own i don't think you have that so we say it all the time get up there enjoy the food and and, and enjoy yourself you mentioned earlier, uh, and it's it hit me because I have an 18-year-old that lives in my house. You were 18 when you saw your first palm tree. No, and I was 19. 19. Okay, so, but we're in the same ballpark. And this, this fucking guy won't put the Cheerios away. <laughs> I just, I don't, I can't imagine if I sent him on a plane alone to go to Florida or to some place he's never lived before and yeah go go be a professional and start your life well now envision that without a credit card or a (laughs) cell phone (laughs) tell me about it i mean that i was thinking about it the other day i don't know what came into my head why i was thinking about it but i was actually thinking about my parents and how i went to florida and i was in florida and training camp I remember that training camp felt like forever. I'm sure it was the same length as probably most training camps. We started in Greensboro, North Carolina, and I didn't play the first exhibition game. I played a, I played, I don't even know what I would call it. I played an exhibition game against the Leafs, but it was all kids, right? My age. Yeah, yeah. And I fought Toporowski. (laughs) And I've said this before, like, the old grapes, the Don Cherry, you know, he used to do this, the videos. And then he'd always say, you kids, you fight the first day of training camp, middle of training camp, end of training camp, right? I fought the first day. I had a shitty exhibition game because that's what you used to do at training camp was just you immediately into exhibition games against each other. So last shift to the first game, I'm like, I was terrible. So I picked a fight with Cabana. And then my first exhibition game, so about halfway through training camp, we played the Leafs, and it was the kids, and I fought Toporowski. And then the last game, it was against Hartford, and I fought Kelly Chase and Mark Janssens. And Dwayne Sutter told me, I forget when, but it was a year or two later, that if I hadn't fought that last game, that I was they were considered sending me back to Saskatoon. Now, anyway, that's yeah, okay. not to answer your We'll go to North Carolina, have training camp. I don't remember phoning my parents on a daily basis. I don't remember phoning my parents, period. Yeah. So And there's I, no internet. They have no idea how there's you're doing. Nothing. They're, they're trying to get hold of their hands on the Miami Herald newspaper. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no yeah. – I've told this story. They had to go – find a cheater card in a back alley to try. I don't even know if they saw my first game against New Jersey, but there's no cell phones. There's no nothing. I don't know how 
they were even abreast that I was alive, let alone <laughs> going to play in the NHL. Yeah. And I know the only thing I could think was how many phone calls my agent must have been getting. Yeah. Right. Like they, I, I got to think that's the only way that they were getting any sort of information. Yeah. And it wasn't coming for me. I wasn't talking to my agent on a daily basis, but maybe my agent was phoning Chuck Fletcher, who was the assistant GM at the time, or Brian Murray. I got a cough. So do you remember that? Do you remember being nervous? Was it hard? Because I, I remember when I went away for college, I was 17. And I just remember when my dad pulled out of the parking lot, it was like, holy shit. And I, there again, there's no... I, there's no bank cards. There's no credit cards. There's no cell phones. He's just gone. And yeah. now, all right. Figure shit out. Figure I out. can remember flying, I had to fly through Florida, or pardon me, through Toronto. And again, you're a dumb kid. And I got to the customs and they said, okay, we got to fill out this form. <clears throat> and I could not for the life of me fill it out. I don't know if I was nervous or not. I screwed it up about eight times. I'd walk it up. They're like, no, that's not. Go fill it out again. I'm like, to the point, I can remember this thinking, just turn around and leave. You don't need this shit. You're not good enough. Just go. <laughs> like, give up. You're done. This It's not working out. <laughs> remember having those thoughts. Yeah, so anyway, I... So who takes you under their wing? You you talk about Scrooland and a lot of the, the veteran guys. Like somebody had to have we, looked at you and said, okay. Let's... We had a deep squad of veteran guys. And part of the reason I'm convinced that I was stuck around was because Jovanovsky was going to make the team and he needed a sidekick. And I think they trusted me at that point to be a good sidekick. Uh, a terrible idea. It was awful terrible and idea. terrible, but at the time, I anyway. Yeah. But I roomed with Terry Karkner, right. and who I was just shit scared of, but became great friends with. He's a decade my senior and tough as hell, and a kind of no bullshit kind of guy. So I kind of went with the upbringing that I'd had. And Brian Scrudland was from Saskatoon, so he was watching out for me. There, but there was there was all kinds of guys. Dwayne uh, uh, Dwayne Sutter was going to say Dwayne Sutter again. Jeff Smith, uh, Dave Lowry. I remember going to Lowry's house for for dinner with Adam. He used to, he was a little baby. Pick yeah, him up, and we were wrestling with him. Me and Jovanovski. I remember it. <laughs> I remember it. So there were a lot of guys on that team, and it's. It's not funny, or but it was a veteran team, and the game was different. Guys drinking, they, they hung out more. It was kind of more of that slap shot mentality where we would leave practice, and everyone would go for lunch. And that it was almost it was kind of an expected thing. You know, everyone stays and they get fed lunch at the rink now. But there was always you picked a spot or a restaurant, and not everyone. Twelve out of 12 guys off the team, 15 guys off the team every day went for lunch. So you always had a, a group of guys. Now, they'd all have a beer or two, and then they'd all go home. It wasn't a party group, right? Like, there's right. there's that side. A lot of people say, oh, you're hanging out and drinking at the beach. It wasn't. It really, it really wasn't. We had a lot of fun. 
but those guys, those veteran guys, they they knew how to do it, and they picked their spots a little bit. And they were smart about it, and they, well, I love them all because I mm-hmm. I know that they, without them, you don't end up being who you are or having the having the career that I was lucky enough to have. Do you start seeing? Because it's crazy, and I obviously the older we get, and we can talk about getting old, but there's kind of whatever you want to call it mile markers that my my oldest is hitting it's like well it's the not a prom or it's grad or whatever it's all these sorts of things and then you go back and the first thing that goes through my mind is i remember that when i was his age when i was in high school and when i was in grade 12 and when this happened and then you flip that script it's like this is what my dad must have been feeling like. I'm now, that whole thing is starting to shift for me as the kid goes out, as the kid is now 18 and can drink and is out at night and that sort of thing. Where Where is that line now between he's 18, he's a man, and he's living in my house, he's still my kid, put your put the cereal away, like the, the discipline, that sort of thing. It's, it's weird. It's, I guess it's mortality. You start thinking about that sort of thing, but it's, I'm finding myself thinking more as a parent than as a, as a kid, which is crazy. Cause I've been a parent for a long time. Does that make any sense to you? No. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. I mean, it's, you, you just look at your, the age on your birth certificate and it gives your, your eyes open real wide. And then you look at your kids and you go, wait a minute, this kid is, he could be drafted to, like I'm talking about my oldest, yeah. two years. He could maybe be drafted to a WHL or an OHL, or he could start that sort of, what? What are we talking about? He's a Timbit. Isn't I know. He? <laughs> right? And he ain't, and much like my parents must have thought, that he ain't effing ready to do any of it because there's yeah. no way he could step out and do it. But you underestimate him too sometimes. And I think, you know, the other thing I'll say, because you brought up your dad, you know, and my dad, it's such a different world. It's such a different world. Rob Ray and I were two dummies, and we're real good friends, and we were at the rink the other day, and there's all these kids running around, and it's really good hockey atmosphere, but there's all these young boys running around. And I looked at him, and I said, you think any of these kids here have ever actually been in a fight? And not, I'm not, like, yeah. I'm talking young kids, 10, 12, you know, have they ever been in a schoolyard fight? Not that that is a measure of a man by any stretch of the man. My point is, it's a different world. Not every kid, not every boy was in a... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Schoolyard fight by the age of 10. Well, I'll tell you what, a lot were. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, a lot were. It wasn't rare to have a, I'll meet you behind the hill after school, buddy, or you're going to get it. And there'd be a little row and they'd throw a couple punches. The, the only point I'm trying to make, it's not about the fighting. It's just the kids lead different lives now. And I don't know if the lives they lead now put them in a position, a better position to succeed or worse. They're privy to so much more information and things jammed down the throat, but they don't deal with anything. Even though, like I try to think, I make my kids deal with a lot. And, and through moving and traveling, they've had to come overcome some adversity. But by my God, what, 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 these are not real problems in life, right? Like they went into a different school. Sure, it's not easy, but it's also not the most difficult thing. But I don't know that kids deal with much these days. And I don't think it's a good thing. And, and, and I don't know what's going to be better or worse, and I don't know how to define it, and I don't have the terminology or the, uh, the education to give you a proper rundown, and maybe I'm crazy in my thoughts. But you talking about your kids getting older, my kids are getting older, and all I think about, and it, it, again, you sound like an old fart when you say it, but back in my day, we wouldn't have done it. Yeah. They have not had to experience or deal with some of the shit that we had to deal with, but by God, you and I don't even understand what they're dealing with now. No, I was going to say, can't grasp it. The way, the way that the kids are being brought up, and I think ours would be the same. They would be very ill-equipped to grow up in the world that we grew up in, but they might be just fine for the world that they're in today because it's changed too. Everything has changed. So I, I don't know. It's uh, I've got a daughter here now. And that's like, you've got the three boys and my first two kids were boys. So now I'm going through a girl who uh, asked me, dad, do do you like this lip gloss yesterday morning? I'm like, the answer's red. Yes. I I guess so. So it's we're makeup and stuff. Oh my God. I just, and again, there again, I'm starting to think about what, what were my parents thinking? Like I just brought up when dad drops me off at college, there he goes. Then you start to think, what was he thinking in the truck driving away? I've never really thought about that before. Like maybe he just turned the friggin' music up and was like, oh, yeah, God, Don Williams God. was great. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, how emotional was that for him? Oh, because... he's bawling his fucking eyes out. Pardon yeah. my French. Right. Like, so my brother's oldest left home a couple years ago. And I don't think, aside from bringing a kid home, I don't think there's going to be a, a more emotional day in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I can't I imagine. Yeah. It's uh, it's amazing. I had to go through my phone the other night 
because my, my friggin' phone's full. Uh, you can't do that because your memory, you got no memory in your friggin' phone. And Which, then I realize that every time somebody has sent you like a GIF rig or oh. something, it's in there. So I'm going back to 2017 and deleting Pinder, sending me dumb GIFs of stuff that I high guess have kicks. just been stuff. <laughs> Fuck, I found another high kick. I, I can't wait for him to come back. I've found some classics. But um, yeah, it's it, it's it's wild to be to be getting older I, and I I'm gonna ask you I just want to talk about the hearing loss clinic for a minute because Travis Rhodes is a guy we we hooked up with him through Ben he bear the curler who and Ben's a great guy he was on the show I think it was when you were in Nashville maybe we brought Benny on great guy great storyteller and the hearing loss clinic is is one of his sponsors for his curling team and all that and we had lunch with with Travis and it was it was a cool thing. You forget sometimes that having the radio show or having this, if people watch it on a daily basis, they get to feel like they know you. And I know what that's like growing up. There was TV shows or, or whatever. It's like, I know that guy's, that's my buddy. He likes things that I like and we're the same. Never met the guy, that sort of thing. But so I think Rhodesy very much knew who we were and what we were about, but it was cool to, to sit down with him and and see it's like yeah we're i can see why you liked our show because you're one of the guys <laughs> you get the humor yeah, you live the yeah yeah we've never hung out but you are very much you're you're in our circle of of guys because you're one of the guys and he has been great and i look forward to doing more stuff we've been i'll be getting over there and doing some uh some work but they got there and again starting this thing and we've got help to start a hearing loss clinic and then add another one and then add another one. And then you're in BC and you add two and three and five. Sounds like real work. It sounds like a lot. So <laughs> I, uh, I give him a lot of credit. So hearing loss, uh, the hearing loss clinic, hearing loss.ca is their website. And he's going to be a big part of what, what we're doing, moving on and moving forward. Um, one thing I did bring up to you in that car ride to the casino that night for the, uh, to the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. We had gone with John Winwick with ATB. We did our Christmas campaign, obviously before Christmas. And one of the experiences that we auctioned off was uh, the top shelf. Yeah, that's what it was, the top shelf experience. So you go before a Flames game, sit down, have dinner. One of the Flames, either alumni or a member of the staff come and they share some stories and then you go to your seats and you come back and it's a very cool event. And thanks to John and ATB Financial for donating to that and for everybody who pitched in and and got that. But we were sitting there, and, and Tim Hunter came in. Everyone knows Tim Hunter. And was telling stories about his playing days and what's Lanny like and all that. And then he got into some of the coaching stories. And I knew he was with Ron Wilson in San Jose. I knew he was in Toronto. And then he starts to kind of go into, and I, I guess I just never really stopped to think about how long and how many years he's spent behind the bench as an assistant coach to some degree. And then was a head coach in Moose Jaw there for a while. Um, and I, and I asked you because you're a guy that, you know, you're passionate and, and that very much cut from the same cloth in many ways that to hear about, cause there, and, and, and throw in with Craig Conroy, if he gets this job and there's other guys that are your age, some of them are now younger than you that will be up for some of these jobs. 
how does that sit with you professionally? Because we, I know for you, that's in a weird way, it's been a goal, but it's taken a backseat to other things. So what was it, what is it like when you see guys share those kind of stories and have that kind of a resume when it, you're very much in that uh, same class? It's, it's a bittersweet thing for me. Um, I always, I guess if I look, if I look back on things, I think I've always thought I would be behind a bench. But when I had kids, the one thing I said to myself and I try to live is that I won't put my my accomplishments or needs above theirs. Now, that sounds deep and, oh, you're very caring and, 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 and I, it is what it is. But I've, I've always envisioned the uh, being a coach. But then when I think about... What are you gonna miss out on? What are you willing? What are you willing to miss out on to be that coach? And I'm not willing to miss out on anything my kids do. And I don't know if that's to their detriment or mine or benefit. Or benefit right? There's yeah. two sides to every story. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it'd be good if Dad was gone a little more. But. I do find some solace in that I've been around with my kids and spent as much time as possible. The, I guess the one thing that always stood out to me or I always think about is that there's, there's no one in the world that says they spent too much time with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to coach. I would love to win a Stanley Cup, and I would love to have that opportunity, and I think I could be good at it. And I think it could add different stuff. I, I, anyway, but that doesn't become before yeah. the little shit's sleeping upstairs. It's it's the same but different for me. And people will say, "Oh, did you ever you know go to Toronto? Did you ever want to be on TSN? Or did you ever want to?" I never really had because I was from Manitoba. I went to school in Thunder Bay, but that was as far east as I had ever gotten. I'm, even now, I've been to Toronto, but I've not really been to Toronto. I don't know much about the city. I don't know southern Ontario. I need to, a map to, you know, where was Scarborough? Where was Mississauga? Like, I don't fucking know where any of that is. I just, it's not ever really been on my radar. The one thing that I've always thought about was being on the road. Uh, color commentary is kind of a player thing, but... Do you want to be with the team? Do you want to be with, especially now with there's so much social media and digital stuff? Do you want to be on the road? You see Ryan Leslie and the, everybody traveling. And I've always thought that would be freaking cool to be on the road. But then inevitably, I'll be at a hockey or a ringette game or some, you know, dance recital or something. And it'll pop into my head. So the Flames are in, they're in Columbus tonight. Yep. And shit, this would have hurt to miss. So I, as much as I look, it's like, oh man, they're at, they're at Dodger Stadium watching a ball game, and they're going, you know, they're doing all these cool things. I always try to really kind of bring it back and be aware that I, because as you were talking there, that you don't spend too much time with your kids. I can't really think of any kind of a milestone event, sports, life, birthdays, whatever, that. I wasn't there for, and I'm that 
man, you'd pay money, right? To have that sort of, yes, to have that in your, in your hard drive. Well, so and, I, and I think when you live it every day, you maybe don't respect it or see it for what it is. But what you're talking about is your kid getting to be 18, 19, 20, and he's going to walk out that door and he ain't going to come back. Yeah. That's when you're going to go, I'm pretty damn happy I did what I did. Right? Because yeah. on, it, on a day-to-day -day existence, it kind of glosses over some of those important things <laughs> until something major happens, like a yeah. kid leaving home. And then you go, holy it went by too fast anyway, and I could have missed more of it. I don't mm -hmm. thank God I didn't. So and, and I uh, people miss things in people's lives, and you don't have to be at everything. But it's again, I won't regret doing it. Yeah, I won't regret being at the fifth birthday or the 15th or the third or the game where he scored or the game where he took a penalty or the game where he got cut or the whatever. Yeah. You're not going to regret those things. And that's, and it does. I, I get it. Cause I'm the same way. And it sounds like, Hey, look at me yeah, dad no. of the year over here. And it's not that, but cause there's sacrifices to that too. Um, but we, you and I are kind of like minded that way that we could have chased different career paths that I think both of us probably have the talent and the ability and the drive and all of that to do. But I never got to the point where it was a decision that I had to make and say, yes, I'm ready to leave this behind to go and do that. No. And I've had a couple opportunities to go and do it. And I was just like, yeah, don't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. You know, Jay McKee just got back from Hamilton the other day and he's got a youngster and like it was the first time he'd been at home with him to put him to bed since he'd been born. Mm -hmm. Right? Like yeah. it's the first time he's put him to bed on his own. I don't begrudge anyone anything. It's not I'm better. Or, nope. You make a choice yeah. and you live with it and there's good and bad that comes of everything. So this was just a choice that it was extremely difficult for me to leave the game. First off, it was extremely difficult. And to swallow your, you know, you, you, you swallow some pride. You get kicked in the, your nuts. Your ego's hurt and this and that. And, and at that time, it was, it was, I should be chasing after this dream some more. But sometimes you just got to stop. Razor, Rob Ray was really good about it and talk about it and saying, like, you had your time. You got you. I got to live a dream life for a lot of years. I'm not going to better it by coaching. Because all the coaches say, yeah, it's as close as you can get to playing. But guess what? It isn't. Mm hmm fucking playing <laughs> yeah the right player, the players have it better than the coaches for sure the players yeah. play it's still pretty good but yeah there's yeah. Some, yeah you don't need to be first at the rank last to leave and all that sort of thing i it's funny because you know i i feel that the same way with this move 
works and it's not the same. But I tell you, I've told you this a few times and not to get, but I remember when you were still under contract, but you weren't able to play and you were coming to the rink and sitting upstairs and you were dressed nice and you were going to scout or whatever. And I just remember seeing you the one night and we had no idea this was ever happening down the road, but I, I, I knew you and I think you kind of knew that I was the radio guy or whatever. And I just kind of, oh, so you're, you're hanging out. You're like, ah, who knows? we'll see how it goes. And I remember as you walked away, you were in a blue suit. You had your kind of blue, my chapeau, your, your blue chapeau on. I just remember thinking he's not fooling anybody. He's not fooling me. That fucking guy ain't doing that because you were, st- you felt like you still could play that. You still oh, should be yeah. out there and to sit up there with and, and look down on the game that you were just in, you were not a guy that could handle that. Some guys could. No, I didn't even like being at the fricking rink. I hated it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't go for a long time, probably five or six years. And even then when I did go would be emotionally drained and upset by the time I got home and it would take me a good day or two to actually get over it. Now, again, people listen like, oh, God, let it go. But it meant that much to me. And uh, and it wasn't like the rug got pulled out from under my feet, but I sure as F didn't see <laughs> what happened coming, yeah. right? Like I, I, I didn't envision the 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 wheels falling off as quickly or as awkwardly as they did. So, And it's another one of those things they tell you, Hey, it happens fast. You better enjoy it while you, of course. Yeah, of course. But still. I tell, I tell guys still to this day, like Kyle Ocposo's here and I ran into him one night and I said, you know, he was, he even brought up, he goes about, he didn't know how much time he's got left and this and that. I said, well, what a year. He's like, no, I'm prepared. I'm getting to, I'm doing this. I'm going to, and it's just like you said, about me two minutes ago, you ain't effing ready. Mm-hmm. You can take some course or you can do some financial plan. And the guys have all kinds of money nowadays. And this, it's like bringing home a kid till you do it. You don't know what you're doing. And you've always kind of had that advice for guys. If you if someone's going to slide a contract, take it. If you still if you still want to play and someone's going to pay you to play the game, you play it. Long as you can. Yeah, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And I wonder about guys like Matt Stajan. Thousand games, went and played one year in Europe, took his family over there for that experience. What he played? Did he play Spangler? I don't remember. Uh-huh. And then comes back and assistant coach for the Calgary Hitman. That's not the NHL. Like that's buses, that's practices, that's not that's no money, right? Not that he needs no. it, but it's not like there's any kind of reward. But the, and you're also sacrificing some of that family time that you would otherwise have. That's a personal choice. Make it. Right? I I yeah. do not begrudge anyone, and you have to do certain if you want to coach and be the best and have success. Those that's the shit you got to do. Yeah, that's the, the giver. Yeah. One way or another, it's it's not easy, and it, I, a different level again. But, but I'll when, tell you. Go ahead. So, sorry for interrupting, but I don't think it only relates to sports. If you own a business, 
or operate at a high level in something and you have the desire and, and work ethic to be successful, you have to sacrifice. You will not have a perfect yeah. life. You're going to give up. You own a business. You think you lose sleep. Imagine having a business that could crater and, and fall apart. And right. You're yeah. going to be up all night then. So anyone that has success knows. Unless you're extremely lucky, most people that have success know that there's a cost to that success. It is not handed to you. And in the words of my grandfather, and you love it, the world don't owe you a living. So yeah. unless you go and sacrifice and work your ass off and try and make it for yourself, you ain't getting it. It ain't happening. And, and no matter what it is, there's nothing that's 100%. You, you can't have it all. And even if you've got a lot, there's still something that maybe you know you're missing it or maybe you don't know at the time. But it's it, you just have to find that... We all make deals with ourselves that you, you got to be able to live with. And I was just going to say, for you, it was leaving the game. You didn't make the, the ultimate decision. For me, I mean, I wanted to be a radio guy when I was a kid. Like I was, I would listen to the radio and think, this is the greatest friggin' job in the world. They're laughing. They're, they're hanging out in a room, listening to, all the, listening to music and telling stories and laughing, getting paid to do it. I, what, what are we we're talking? This is the greatest job in the world. So I always wanted to be in radio and I thought it was awesome. And there was, you know, there was kind of that, I guess, celebrity thing to it. You know, it was, you know, it was a nice little kind of an icebreaker. A lot of people would be like, oh, oh, that's, oh, it's kind of a cool thing. And then, <laughs> so to leave the, the morning show and to leave radio and do this, there was, there's part of that and there's no regret, but it, it was a while ago, I got asked for the first time, met somebody, didn't know who I was from Adam. And like, so what do you do? And it was kind of the first time that I had to, hmm. Well, <laughs> rather than give you the whole backstory, I do a podcast. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. so what's it about? Uh, it's about sports. And I wasn't going to do the, you know, well, hey. You know, we did the radio thing for a long time. Don't you worry. We're pretty big shit. But uh, we just do this on our own. It was, yeah, I do a podcast. What's the, oh, it's about hockey. Yeah, we talk about the Flames a fair bit. And the person, I could tell they were like, okay, that Hope sounds going well. That sounds great in your mom's basement <laughs> with with porno, porno mags in the corner, whatever you're doing, you weird bastard. So, you know, because it was, we were... It was a successful show, you know, our boomer in the morning on the jumbotron at the flames game. Like there would have been There's a time go there. Absolutely. There's a time where young Dean would have been like, you have absolutely made it. Why you're quitting. You're leaving that. What the hell are you thinking? So uh, I get it. And it would, it would be even more magnified when you're, when you're an athlete, because you're right. You go from being very important to not really important at all. Yeah, you better learn how to swallow some pride for sure. Yeah. Because, yeah, and you know what? It's weird because when I come back to Buffalo, I did a ton of charity work in the town. And I wanted to do more of it. And I think it's always important. But I 
you question <laughs> how influential you are. It's the same thing. You say, All right, what are you doing on a podcast? You go into the children's hospital and the kid asks, who are you? Oh, I used to play yeah. for the Sabres. They're kind of like, oh, oh. oh, yeah. Not anymore? No. Oh. <laughs> Do you know Connor McDavid? Yeah. No? Oh, okay. Is Great. Tage coming? Is Thompson coming? Or Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Shit like that. Yeah, but I know. Again, getting old. I guess so. Green Drop has come on board. Been a great another guy, Brian Gibson, that we met along the way back at uh, back at the old place. He's one of my Beauty. favorite people. He's just Best one of my beauty. favorite guys. He's one of the nicest guys. And there again, giving and charitable and the shirt off of his back. But he is a blast and I, I look forward to getting out of you so always when are we going golf and when are we doing so those trips that we did back at the station and he would go on those those are just some of the best times ever the best times ever wow was he was no... one of the leaders of the pack oh yeah yeah you don't need to talk about this these stories when you're on the radio like i mean you don't need because my wife doesn't the guys don't need to know about all this and yeah we're we're in friggin' tootsies with you got you've got another guy in your shoulders and we're yelling and screaming in the back. Well, you don't need to tell those stories. You really don't. So and just all, all across the board, like McLeod Law came on board. They reached out. St. Eugene. Mike uh, used to work at uh, the Grey Eagle Casino and now he's at the St. Eugene Golf, uh, the casino out there. And he knows the show and wanted to get involved. And it's it sounds like it's one of those things. Oh yeah. Huh? But you really do appreciate these people for what they're doing for you. You want to in turn do for them because I've, I tell people when we were at the other place, maybe they were advertising because they were going to get on the flames game or because it was Sportsnet, or because it was that the radio, whatever. Anyone that's that jumped on board with us, it was not because there was any brand, all due respect to Flames Nation. It wasn't, oh, I get to advertise on Flames Nation. They were coming because it was us, because it was our show. It was us. And they were, yeah, we're, we're going to take a leap of faith. And we think you get, you know, it was, that was, uh, that still means a lot. Because I think that our, our numbers are growing and I, I know we want to build and I think we will build and it's going to be successful and all that. But to jump right in, uh, what do you have for numbers? Uh, we have no numbers. Do you have any data, uh, downloads, any, we have nothing, zero. We have nothing to give you right now. Okay. Well, we're in. So that, uh, that is pretty cool for, for a lot of these guys. And Jay Patel, we joke about the, the snoring. That was actually a hookup from your brother who. Yes. The dopester. Yeah. Sells far. What does he sell? Metal, like, or dental supplies. Yeah. yeah. All, all your dental needs. And this guy's great, which is which is not surprising. But there's that's got to be a, a a different relationship because he he did say he's like yeah, yeah. Trevor really got me good on on this one. It's it's so expensive. Like it's it's just it's so expensive. I can't believe I spent this kind of money. <laughs> I'm glad they still get along. That's good. But yeah, this this you know this laser that we talk about. Oh, and it does. You go for the the snoring treatments and stuff, and it'll. I would guess you start finding other ways. What else can this laser do other than just uh, remove drills and, and help out with teeth? But he's a great guy. Getting getting to know him over over time. Um, I guess, and, and, and with Pinder, 
because he's not here, obviously. Pinder Report for Village Honda. Anthony's such a good guy. Love those guys up there. They, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a long partnership with those guys too, I hope. But for Pinder, when I think of the different chapters of his life that we have seen, it's mind-blowing. I remember, I, I had heard about Pinder. I'd heard of Ryan Pinder. I didn't know who the hell he was. He, he was a play-by-play play play guy. He was for the Flames farm team. And I remember Kirsch, Kelly Kirsch, old boss. He'd be, yeah, he talked to uh, Ryan Pinder. Uh, he's going to work for us someday. He uh, he thinks he's a play-by-play play guy, but he's not. He should be on here. Uh, he, he should be doing talk shows. He'll be, he'll be here soon enough. And he was right, because then a job came open. He came in. And the first time I heard him, I, I remember where I was. It was on 32nd Avenue up by the old studio. And I was like, who is, who's on the air right now? I'm like, oh, it's, it's that Pinder. And I just remember thinking, fuck, this guy is pretty sure of himself for being on oh. the radio the first time I've ever heard him. And he was like, it was matter of fact, like, well, this stinks and that's no good. And this is great. And that, that's no good. I was like, who is this friggin' guy? Not in a bad way, but I was like, he <laughs> oh he just... rubbed me wrong the first time i was at a wedding i wanted to kill him <laughs> drunk pinder telling me how great he was i'm like oh god get yeah. out of here he's there's no one else like I, I feel like we can talk like he's not here because he's not here there's no one else like him he'd say it to his face i'm not too worried about it <laughs> there's no one else like him the, just everything in the room changes when he walks in the friggin' room and it's not bad it's not all 100 percent but yeah but he does he impacts whatever event you're in whatever it is small big lunch yep <laughs> yep <laughs> night out at the bar yep wedding yep whatever it is he's going to bring some element that that kicks it up a notch and i just think back to when he started he was going out and we're doing mornings so he's out at the ship and he's out at doing this and he's hammered and he's hung over and he's well then he's bringing in them dumb pitas and his baba ganoush <laughs> stinking up the friggin room with his friggin pitas and like what are you what are you doing boy oh, what are you talking about down the street from where i live here's one of the best pitas. they make the best pitas in the city and it's like why do i need to know where i get the best pitas in the city so i mean i'm small town you know, farming community guy. He's got a PETA guy. And he's, you know, born in Calgary. He's never lived more than a block from the Calgary Tower. So, I mean, we, we're different guys. But to watch him and and the stuff that he would be into, and I remember he was off, I think he was going to Portland because he'd met this chick at a concert. Yeah, we're going to go uh, to Portland. That's oh, right. Have, have a good time. And it was not long after that. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're having kids what and then it was twins holy shit and i forget which one it was it was that she was pregnant or that they were, they were having twins and somehow friedman knew it before i did but he sprung it on me on the air and i friggin laughed and we've played that clip over the years but to go from hey where are we going what are we doing and in fairness there's still a bit of that i don't I know how he gets away with it for, for, for to be honest but it was just carefree, fancy free, just let's fucking go. Let's do it. Yeah. Woo, hoo, hoo. It's a 
twins. And it happened. I don't know how you can have twins in two months, but it felt like it happened <laughs> that fast. I got a girlfriend. She's pregnant. It's twins. Married. Life over. Bang. Two months. So to watch him kind of, it's almost a fatherly kind of a thing because you and I have gone through it already. Oh, that's never going to happen. Oh, that's never going to happen. Okay. I'll say I'll say this. He's maintained more energy than I imagined. I don't uh, know how he does it. No, it's it's it is it is pretty impressive. But there are chinks in the armor starting to show up. <laughs> there, there's it's it's starting to become. There's little things such as the gout kicking in the odd time that mm -hmm. slows him down. There are different choices that he's making, but. You just said it. It's amazing the energy he continues to have. Yeah, he, he probably should be medicated to mm -hmm. some degree. Mm -hmm. Like there's something that should take him down a notch on a daily basis, but it would change who he is. And I'll tell you what, it's going through this whole project with him. Some days, like, thank God for Pinder because he <laughs> does. He'll bring, you know, he brings, here comes the boom. And he brings it. And then other days, you're sitting in these meetings like, would you? Just please stop. shut the fuck up. Just please. Stop. God, just stop Too far. Talking. Too far. Stop. Too far. Stop talking. Stop talking. But, and, and people's, and, oh, man, Pinder this, or and there's some people, because I know, like, Craig Shawstack, the Shawstacks, love, love those guys. They can't get enough of Pinder. Craig Shawstack, he's, oh, Pinder's, Pinder's great. He loves, I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's great. He's the best. He's the worst. But he's also the best. Yeah, so, he's also I, the guy that might get punched in the nose in an hour. But God, I found and again. I'll share the. I won't. I won't break it. But I found a video in my phone that's like, wow, that's that's from a long time ago. Same guy, same guy, <laughs> but short hair, way younger, different guy, same guy, but he. Uh, he's been a big part of this show and I loved working with walks and walks is great. And I don't, it felt like at first he, Peter must be trying to be a contrarian oh. to us. Cause we were more like-minded I and I think walks was kind of in that same group, but he came in and it took, a, it didn't take long. I said, no, this is really what he's thinking. This is him. And he's over there and we're over here. Perfect. And some days you get mad and start snipping at each other, but nine times out of 10 or eight, maybe seven times out of 10, it's all in good. Uh, There's been a respect that has grown. I'll say that it was maybe not there to start. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of shut ups and abrupt endings to segments every once in a while, but man, he's got two kids and he and his wife, they're unreal. Those kids are awesome. They take him skiing and because truly he's, oh, we're at badminton lessons and then we're going swimming and yeah, we're on I, the outdoor I, I, rink I, I, and we're going skiing. I and I don't know how he goes from the 17th Ave doing shots at 2.30 to the ski hill at 10 a.m. the next day, but God I bless. Hey, that's that's the pinder way, the pinder way, I guess. But how are you, like, how do you feel? Because you just had a birthday. Yeah. Mine's... Mine's later this year. I feel tired, mostly. I'll tell you that. There's a lot of days where a nap would be real good. My uncle used to have a nap after every every lunch from 1 to 1.30. The news would come on, and 
he needed the laser treatment, but somehow right, yeah. he, <laughs> he battled through. Jesus, I don't know. The half hour cat nap would be good. So people oh, so you're not getting up anymore. Yeah, not getting up anymore. Do you still nap? You know what? Some days, yeah, I still still have to have that nap. Not getting Oddly up at enough. three in the friggin' morning, but um, yeah. it takes because between it, the eyesight has been the one thing. Because I'm absolutely, I have to. I'm, I'm. Remember, I remember Daryl Sutter was talking about. Oh, I had to buy glasses. You can go to Costco and get like five pairs for twenty bucks. I have to go and buy glasses to have them in every room or start carrying them. I need to start carrying eyeglasses with me because I can't the see. The loop thing or whatever it is. <laughs> God, I well, I used to read. I don't read anymore because I get a headache because I can't see. Yeah. It. Sad. It is. And I had been doing the uh, the Peloton thing for a while, and it was going really well. And then summer ho- summer holidays hit, and then you say, yeah, it's hard to. I just I I found it have found it very hard to get back into that regular routine again. And it's like, man, this is taking a lot longer to get my wind up and to get back oh. into the whole thing. Jesus, this is when did I, I bought the bike in twenty twenty or what twenty twenty one? What year is it now? Is it that? <laughs> <laughs> two years have passed and it's so much harder i fear for the next two to three years good god almighty but well, good i don't things, know good things to come i'm sure yeah so. the elbow thing my friggin' elbow hurts what'd you do i don't know did you bang it nope just woke mm. up and when i went to get out of bed i leaned on it oh son of a bitch what did i do to my oh, i don't know that's just something I hopped over. I hopped over a puddle the other day, and my hips hurt. So. <laughs> my hips are so friggin' bad, man. <laughs> it's uh, it's it was funny because Alex is the producer of our other, our other. Well, he's he's our other producer with uh, with the show. And whenever we start talking about kids or whatever in the pre-show, he chimes right in because he's also now a guy that has very young kids at home. He's like, is that what happens? Like, what do you need to do? <sighs> Don't take our fatherly advice. I, I mean, don't make the mistakes we made. I guess there's something we've learned along the way. I don't know that we should be doing a parenting podcast anytime soon. tell you what not to do. Yeah. God. Most circumstances. <laughs> I blamed it. I blamed today. Even it was today. I blamed well, whatever. We we're talking about our kids, and I blamed it on, well, he's the oldest, so it's his fault. The yeah. middle guy, that's because he's a middle child and the youngest is that way because he's youngest certainly has nothing to do with me no <laughs> no no <laughs> i remember my cousin was telling me that there's i forget what birthday it was he says by the time they hit that age like is it 16 it's like you're done they are fully developed like their brain is what it's going to be they have they'll maybe change their mind about things you can kind of persuade them but they are who they are you can just throw the keys back on the desk by the time yeah. they hit that age and I don't know, I, there's so many influences between school and online and everything now. I mean, yeah, maybe you are, as a parent, you're hooped by the time they hit 16. God. Well, they get wheels. They're going to be flying around. and they've, Mine don't have to wait till 16 to stop listening, so don't. <laughs> that's already begun. I know. <sighs> so what is... What is your plan as we put a wrap on this? Do you have a plan as far as 
we're going to get through spring. The hockey season ends. The cup is presented. We have kind of looked at July 1. It's free agency. And just the way free agency seems to work now, it's red hot and then it's shut the mill and everybody's done. So I don't know what exactly our summer is going to look like. But for you, the, was, is it fair to say the Buffalo thing was a try it for a year kind of a thing? I don't know that we've made a, well, I don't know. I know we haven't made a stay for next year decision, though. Yeah. So our plans are right now are to continue to discuss, but be back for summer and spend the summer in Calgary and see where yeah. we go from there. You have a very nice house here. I know. I, I feel like it's probably nicer than the one that you're in there. With little rental. Doesn't take much. No, it must be sometimes. Like, God, air conditioning would feel really nice. At the I got right ACs now. good here, actually. It's small. It just yeah, cools off real fast. Thanks to all of our sponsors. And, of course, Betway. We're not going to do a Betway bet today, but Betway is our one of our – well, it is. It's our betting partner. They've been a big part of how we're doing this. And, you know, Gray Eagle Casino and Event Center came on, and Sheldon's, Sheldon's another one of those guys. He – he listened to the show and liked it, and I I could just see it. Seeing him at the at the draft the other night, we've already talked about other events, and and you know what? I don't know that we ever had, and I think it's maybe why this whole thing, part of why it's worked, is as different as the three of us are, we have the same kind of values, and I think right from the start, it was what what what's our first charity event? What can we do? And that's that's important to us and i know as soon as the because we haven't even with kevin from kids sport is sending out the emails like hey we're just getting some final numbers in like we're already thinking about what's next so um to be able to have that in our hands and to to try and give back feels it does it feels pretty good it's not it's about the best thing we do us, but it's and I, I i look forward to stuff that that we're capable of doing Again, I don't know if it's the kids, like you say, the children's hospital. Who's this guy? But to be able to help some people that that need help because it's it's a well, great city, uh, it, but it could use some help. And if if we can do a little, there's bit lots of people out there that need help. And I think if you're going to be part of a city, wherever that may be, you, I I truly believe it. It's what's the words? Your civic duty yeah. to give back to that whatever community you're part of whether it's a small town in the middle of nowhere or a big city like Calgary or Toronto, if you have the opportunity to give back to where you're living, well, I think that's your duty as a human and a decent person. Give back whatever cause that speaks to you and make, make your city or wherever you're living a better place. It's cool that you've been able to, the one thing that you've taken from your playing days, because people will remember Warner's Corner at the Dome and the the stuff that you did in Buffalo, the bowler, all, all these events that you did, I think that you probably did quite a bit more than the average player. And it's not about that, but that it was important to you then and it's no less important now because you're not an NHL hockey player. You still have some influence and some ability because of who you are and what you do to, to give back. And it's... I, I do love it. I, I don't know how it would work if one of us was like, ah, why are we, why? It's, uh, 
What's, well, what's, the why? sad part, there are people out there like that, and hopefully not too many. But yeah. aside from my kid, that's the thing that makes me gives me the most pride is is being able to give back and, and have positive influences on. I get. I don't know that I've told this. I I went to the children's hospital here in Buffalo, and visited some kids sick with cancer. And later that summer, I got a. I got a uh, a letter from a family, and it was a picture with a young boy, and the, he was we were kind of arm in arm and giving him a hug, and he was laughing, and they said this is the last time we saw our son smile, and that <laughs> that one kicks me, and anytime I'm thinking, oh, this is why are we doing this? I just think about that. Yeah, man. Don't, you're not gonna get me. I made it this far. Wow, it's it, not to get you. It's no, you, but I. That's it is. It's it's important, and and I love that. If we can keep this thing rolling, then it'll be a big part of that too, because we're we're just such good people. I guess is what it is at the end of the day. But um, thanks to everybody for for listening. The uh, the summer. This will be probably a little bit not not to the not this deep. It'll be probably a little bit more shits and giggles but the the off-season shows the barn burner summer vacation shows that we will do I look you asked well how can we make it better i think that you know and we've discussed it off air where we need to get some good guests in now yeah there has been behind the scenes it's we've been limited a little bit in terms of staff time technical it's it's not worth getting into but yeah i I love the conversations that we have with guests when we're face to face, when, when we would get people in studio at the old place, very rarely did I ever worry about us having a good interview. If you just knew it was, yeah. this, this is going to be good to have them in. And they just took care of themselves in a lot of ways. I so. st- and, and the one that stood out the, it was so clear. One day to the studio at the, radio and the first few questions he's given us the well i think a hundred percent and we're gonna if they could just focus on the d and then about seven minutes in he realized we don't give a shit what you think of the same power play like who cares let's talk yeah now your audio garbled just a little bit there now that's rob ray and then the the day he came in with brad may yes when when the two right the two of them came in and you're right and and brad was like 110% 110% and give them all you, you know, bring your A game and that sort of thing. And then I think he kind of saw that Rob trusted us that we weren't going to sewer them. And, and then all of a sudden he, I think we went to break or he just kind of, he, he let his shoulders. Oh, okay. So this, that's what we're doing. <laughs> and then it just became, then we were just talking and yeah. then he was telling stories. That story he told about the practical joke that he, I don't remember how, if he had it done to him, I'm going to gag so gross he got he got pranked i think is what it was and then decided he was going to get the guy back so he went to the barber shop and said hey you collect all the hair god collect all the hair off the ground sweep it and put it into garbage bags what are you talking about just just do it i'll pay you whatever you need i just need this so then he's got all these black garbage bags full of hair and was it like Vaseline or something? He took a tub of Vaseline, smeared it all over dude's car, and then covered the car in human hair. 
Jesus. Like that's, you don't get that in every place. That that's the, and again, I don't know if, uh, if we were talking to him on the phone, maybe we don't get that story, but we got it that day. But yeah, I, God, that's gross. No, we'll get some people in and get them telling stories. Cause those are the best when guys open up and realize that yeah. nobody just have some fun. Let's yeah. hear what your life's about. Yeah. I hear you. That's going to do it. Have a, uh, have a fine weekend, everybody. We'll be back to normal uh, pinders away for a few more days, but uh, you know, I've got some stuff already planned for next week. So have a great weekend. Thanks to all the sponsors for, if you enjoy the show, please support the sponsors. So subs, subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the podcasts on your Apple and Spotify and like, and all that sort of stuff. I know it sounds cheesy, but there's this algorithm and that's how the, you know, that's what moves the needle in the digital space. So if you wouldn't mind, that'd be great, but uh, good talking to you retro. All right. Have a great one. So yeah, what do you what do you use? Oh yeah, the Oilers say the uh, they yeah, suck. There you go. See you, buddies. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 